Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast is enjoying inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. This is really, in, in all uh, honesty and fairness, uh, due to the wonderful guests that I have had the pleasure of speaking with over the years. These are folks who give of their time and their expertise so that you can find the answers to the questions you have and implement them into your business so you can do better things. Today is no different. My guest today is Ben Baker. Storytelling has always been a way of life for Ben. From a young age, he realized that through telling stories, people listened to him, understood him, and engaged. Professionally, this is what he's been doing now for over two decades. He helps brands tell engaging stories that compel their customers to take action. Thanks so much for joining me today, Ben. Uh, Diane, it's great being on your show. Thank you very much for sharing the mic. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. I am wondering... If we can start with you defining what a brand is and what it is not, please. Well, let's start off with what it's not, because that's okay. the misconception. A logo is not a brand. You know, the Nike swoosh, the Coca-Cola emblem, uh, the Starbucks logo, none of those are the brand. What is the brand is how you feel about those, about those companies when you look at that logo. You know, it's the ideas, the philosophies, the, you know, the beliefs of a company and what they stand for, which truly is the brand. I think Jeff Bezos said it great from Amazon. He says, a brand is who you are when you're not in the room. It's how people think about you 
when you are not in the room. And I think that's probably the best place to start because there's a misconception that the brand is all about you. It's not. It's how people think about you. Why do they care about you? Why do they believe that you can solve their problems? Why do they want to tell your story? That's the essence of your brand because they believe in you, they trust in you, and they think that you can solve the problems that you have. That's why your brand is important to them. And that's what people should be aiming for. That's great. That makes so much sense to me. I, I, that, okay. So uh, that is really helpful. Now, I, I get sort of stuck on um, how people get the point across that they can be trusted, that, that they're trustworthy, that they have value. So, because I think it's really hard for people to really understand their own value. I think they always go back to the how of what they do, not the value of what they do. So. Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, and I think people really focus too much on the what they do, not the why or the how they do something or what makes them important to other people. You know, it's how you build a brand is over a lifetime. You know, a brand is built on influence and trust, and that trust takes time. It's consistency. It's doing the same thing over and over and over and over again until people notice that, hey, wait a second, he didn't do it once. She didn't do it twice. They didn't do it a third time. They always do that. And that's what we can believe. We can believe that we know that this company will take care of us because consistently they say the same thing that they do and they do it consistently. And that's what the thing is. So, you know, as they say, it takes a lifetime to build a trust and it takes a minute to break it. You know, and how, you know, how people break their trust is by not being consistent. I mean, it, I look at companies that say, mm-hmm. we're number one on customer service and then leave you on hold for 45 minutes. <laughs> you know, I, and, and you know what? It happens all the time. People yeah. make these, yeah. these grandiose promises for their brand that they have no expectation or no realistic way of keeping those promises, but they make the promises anyway. And if you do that, you're building that disconnect and that's what leads to people to mistrust you. That's what leads companies to be commodities. And that's what leads people to sit there and say, well, I guess I got to be cheaper because I have no other value in the marketplace. Oh, wow. Okay. I get it. Okay. So that that's when you said the thing about great customer service and then being on hold for five minutes, flashing through my head was experiences I've had recently. <laughs> Absolutely. We've all had them. <laughs> it's just crazy, right? I mean, it you is. just think of it immediately. Oh, it's really well, it's just, it's, it doesn't even have to be on hold for 45 minutes. It's, it's telling yeah. a customer you're going to get back to them and don't. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's having uh, an info at email address that goes nowhere and nobody ever responds to it. Having social media that you send out information, but when somebody replies to you, nobody responds. Yeah. You know, these are all the little things that disconnect you know, people from your brand. People want to do business with you. People want to trust you. People want you to be valuable to them. And as soon as you break that trust, the only way you're ever going to get it back is to be cheaper. And then all of a sudden you're a commodity and all of a sudden you're not a valuable person. You're somebody that, well, okay, 
they sometimes do this, they do sometimes do that, but they're cheaper. So until I can find somebody cheaper or someone better, I need somebody to take care of this. So I'll do it, but I'll, I'm going to grind them on the price. Right. Right. Yeah. Speaking of people wanting to do business with you, I, I have a question about audience because I think a lot of, especially small business owners, have ideas of who they want to do business with, but it's not necessarily who they should be doing business with. So how does a company figure out who their audience really is? Well, the first thing people have to get out of their head is that anybody with a Visa card or a MasterCard or an Amex is their customer. You know, yeah. you know it, there's too many people who go into business and go, oh, everybody's my customer. Everybody will want my product. You know, everybody's gonna gonna love it because I built the twelve, you know, twelve slice toaster. Everybody needs a twelve slice toaster because I think it's a great idea. And right. if you can get rid of that mentality and start looking at who are the people that I truly serve, who are the people whose problems I can actually solve, who are the people that actually, you know, that that what I'm offering matters to them. It's going to make their life easier. It's going to solve pain points that they have. And by dealing with me, I can actually help them. And if you can be honest and open with yourself about that, that's a great place to start. I mean, I, I had an epiphany the other day. I said, you know what? If, if 2% of 2% of the world's population was your customer, you couldn't handle the business. Wow. Really? Think about that. Think about that. That's still millions of people. Right. It may be three or four million people, but it's three or four million people. How yeah. many companies today are set up so they could handle three to four million customers? Mine isn't. Right. You know, Mine I'm lucky. Either. If I can sure. handle 20, if I have 20 clients a year, that's all I want. So I want yeah. 20 clients a year. So it's a matter of sitting there going, what can you as a business truly handle in terms of business? What do you want to handle? What do your best customers look like today? You know, why do those people like you? Why do those people yeah. find you valuable? Ask them. Right. And then go out and duplicate those people. Right. You know, find the low-hanging fruit. Find the people that are already in love with what you do, the people that already think that you're the best thing since sliced bread and that you're the one that they want to do business with. And take them out for lunch. Go out and buy them coffee. Pull a survey if it's, if it's a lot of people, but be meaningful and authentic about it and sit there and say, look, you know, you're a really good customer to me. You're really valuable. We really like doing business with, with companies like yours. Why do you love us? What are the things that you really find valuable about us? And listen. And if you do that and you write good notes and you sit there and you analyze and say, okay, people like this do things like that. You know, Seth Godin said it best. People like this do things like that. And if you can, if you can figure that out, and figure out who your tribe is and duplicate your people who are your best people within your tribe, you're going to get people that you like doing business with that are profitable right. clients, that people whose problems you can solve and you're not pushing that proverbial ball of string uphill. Yeah. I, you know, 
it, it's so I'm so glad that you are saying this because this is one of these things that I preach all the time that there's people who you really enjoy doing business with and those are the people you should be duplicating. Yeah. That you shouldn't try to be once I, I heard a woman say she wanted a hundred percent of the market share and I said, No, you don't because <laughs> there's a portion of the market share that's really creepy. And, and you, you know want what? other there's people to have the fire too. Right. Right. And then learn how not to hire. That's right. In the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how does someone tell an effective story that's going to help express, build that reputation and that trust and that brand awareness? The story comes down to understanding your goals. You know, you need to know what are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? What are your big, hairy, audacious goals? What are the things that scare you? Where, what is the direction that you're heading in that you know what you may never achieve in your entire life, but you're heading towards that. You know, for me, it's being on a stage with 10,000 people in the audience, you know, and a spotlight on me and everybody's attention and, and being able to, to, to give one of my keynote addresses for over 10,000 people. That's what I'm aiming towards. That's my big, hairy, audacious goal. I've got short-term goals. I've got medium-term goals and I've got those big goals and the more you can understand your goals and you can understand where you were, where you are today and where you're going, that's the story you need to tell because people want to be taken on a journey. They want to believe that, you know what, this is what this person does. This is what this person believes. This is what this person, you know, does is valuable to me. And if I get it and I understand it and I believe it, I'm going to do business with them. You know, I'm on a mission to kill vision and mission statements and replace them with brand stories because nice. those six words that are part of your mission and vision statement that you agonized over every single letter on, nobody in your company remembers them. <laughs> none, none of your customers remember them. And unless you live it daily, you know, in and out, they mean nothing. Yeah. But if you have a brand story that shows a shared vision of where the company is going and what the company believes in, you can tell that to employees and employees will internalize that, engage with it, believe in it, and tell it in their own way to the people that they have, have influence with. So it doesn't matter if it's the person on the customer service line, sales, marketing, ops, you know, finance, whatever. If they are all in line with your brand story and they know, you know, where you came from, where you are and where you're going and what your value truly is as a company, these are the people we serve and why, you know what, they'll go out and they'll tell that story and they'll tell it on social media and they'll sell it to their friends and they'll tell it at conferences that they go to. And what it does is it gets that story told and they may never tell it perfectly, but it doesn't matter. If they get the essence of the story correct, it builds the story and it builds the process and it builds the brand. And don't you think that if they, that, that the more they hear it and see it in action, they then embrace it. And so when they tell it, it's genuine. And it, I would think it probably has more impact Absolutely. coming from them, right? Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, the more they tell it, the more they hear it, the more they believe it, the more they internalize it, the more it becomes part of their being and the more proud they, they are of working for that company. So you take all those millennials that are looking for a sense of purpose and vision. And that's what they are. They're, they're like everybody else. They're looking for a sense of purpose and vision and they want to see where's the company going? What does the company believe in? And where is my place in this company? And if you have a brand story that that allows them to be able to feel that they are part of the of the success of the company and they can see the vision of the company, they can build futures for themselves instead of doing that 18 month cycle where they're, you know, in 18 months, they're gone because they sit there going, well, there's where do I go from here? If they know that every 18 to 24 months, there's a new challenge for them within the company and there's something new and something different for them to do. And, and companies think that way, you're going to keep these people a lot longer and they're going to keep telling their brand story and they love social media, you know, and it's amazing if you give your employees the power to use their social media for good, it's amazing the stories that they will tell about your company and it's amazing the things that they will do to be able to, to build up and bolster your brand. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point that there's such a vulnerability and a, and a trust that, you know, that's a whole psychological thing for the leadership of a company to, to feel, to understand that concept. And it's been shown so many times with so many really successful businesses that have embraced this idea that you would think more people would buy into it. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, what, is, what, did, what did they say? I think it was Steve Jobs that said, and I hate using quotes all over the place, but it's, you know, he says, you know, hire, you know, smart people and then get out of their way. Yep. You know, trust them to do what they're, what, what they're supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. That's what, you know, it's so funny that you said that because that's what I always say to people. Okay. You hired them for a reason. So there was some skill set that they had, hopefully an attitude that they had. So why are you micromanaging them? Why are you not trusting them to, then to go do it? It, it makes no sense. Is it, you don't trust yourself that you made a good hiring decision? I don't get it. Pretty, pretty much. That, I think that that's a lot of it is, is that people are afraid that if they let the reins loose, that you know, their idea and their vision is not going to be you know, uh, propelled throughout the company. But if you take that same fear and turn it into a positive thing and, you know, communicate your brand on an ongoing and regular basis throughout, you know, multiple channels that people inside the company believe in what your vision is. They understand your vision and they, you give them the power to communicate it. They're going to feel more valued. Exactly. And they're going to do a better job and okay. So let's talk some about the medium that, you know, the the different ways, I guess I should say, people can choose to tell their stories. Are there certain ones that you think are better than others? I I really think that it depends on your audience. I mean, it it really does. I mean, here here is a, a conversation I had last week where somebody told me that direct mail, you know, uh, ink on paper, put, lick a stamp, put it on, and, and send it in the mail is completely dead, useless, and nobody does this anymore. 
Well, guess what? It's wrong. My partners and I send millions and millions of pieces of mail through you know every single year. And the reason being is you have an entire generation of people today that are not used to getting a piece of paper with their name on it, with a custom offer. And yeah. in order to break through the noise, which is social media and break through the noise, which is email, you know, direct mail has real benefits to go after a very targeted audience. So that's really valuable. Um, you know, promotional marketing, promotional marketing, if done poorly, is money thrown out the window. Promotional marketing done correctly, where the piece speaks to your brand, it has a specific call to action, it moves people either to a website, a phone number, a, a social media campaign, etc. And it's something that both your audience finds valuable and ties back to your brand is worth gold. You know, that's, that's another piece that works really well. Trade shows, if done well, and if you go in with a strategic plan, you know, are a great way to, to tell your message. You know, same with having uh, people within your, uh, within your company who do keynote addresses at conferences is a great way to communicate your message. Social media is a given in today's world. However, most people sit there and say, I have to be everywhere. You don't have to be everywhere. You need to be where your clients are. For me to be on Snapchat is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I really, I don't deal so with, glad you said I don't deal with 16 to 25 year old people. I don't, don't, yeah. don't, that's not my audience. And because of that, and because of the nature of Snapchat and what it does, if I was a retail brand selling specific things like skateboards or bearings, or, you know, a year ago, fidget spinners, guess right. what? You yep. know, being on uh, Snapchat would have been the right place to be. You know, my clients are business to business. 90% of my communication is on LinkedIn. You know, right. do I have Facebook? Yes, it's a number three. Actually, it's a number four communication device for me. But what you need to understand is, unless you're willing to dedicate the time, the resources, and the, you know, and the people to manage your social media properly, to be listening to your social media, to be responding in timely manner to your social media, don't be there. Like it's like having a blog and blogging once every three years, you know, yeah. don't have yeah. a blog. Right. You know, if you can't commit to a consistent period of time, it could be once a month. It could be a quarterly blog. I know, you know, a CFO that blogs quarterly, but he has 25,000 people that read it. Wow. You know, uh, but you look at things like that. It's who's your audience? How often do they want to hear from you? And by which mediums? Until you can understand that, you know, it's hard to figure out what you're going to say because you need to figure out who's your audience, where yeah. are they, and how do I use that particular medium's voice to be able to communicate effectively? You know, you don't say the same thing on Facebook as you do on LinkedIn. Your YouTube and your Instagram, you know, um, you know policies are completely different. But the message across all, all the mediums needs to be consistent. The image needs to be consistent. 
the yeah. you know how you present yourself needs to be consistent. This is my brand. So um, it goes back to really another reason why it's really important that you understand who your audience is because you have to know how they receive information. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's the thing, as I tell people, until you understand who your audience truly is and why they care about you, you can't communicate with them. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, it's impossible to communicate with them until you understand what different, differentiates you from your competition to this specific group of people and why they should care about you communicating with them is, is absolutely impossible, at least in a meaningful way. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like talking another language. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I got to take a quick sponsor break. Uh, Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. If you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Transform Your Company by Alex Vorobiev and The Irresistible Consultant's Guide to Winning Clients by David A. Fields. So visit audibletrial.com slash business growth, explore the books that are of interest to you and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Ben Baker about using story to share your brand. Um, okay. So let's talk some about differentiating. I, I think, so everyone's told all the time you have to differentiate yourself. You have to understand what your differentiator is. It's a crowded field in whatever industry you're in, and, and you have to stand out. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom on <laughs> how people can go about differentiating their themselves or their brand? Yeah, I think the first thing you need to be is honest with yourself. Yeah, you need to be honest with yourself about who your company is and what you are. You know, if you're a small little beverage company, you're not going to go after the same uh, differentiation as Coca-Cola is. You know, you need yeah. to find out what are the little things that I do that make me different in my marketplace. First of all, what is my marketplace? You know, who are the people that I want to speak to, you know, and, and why do they particularly like what I do? And it's a matter of sitting there being absolutely brutally honest and actually asking people, you know, and we're not talking about asking your mother, your spouse, or your kids, you know, you got to ask people <laughs> oh, because I mean, there's, there's too many businesses that are started like, mom, what do you think about that? Oh, you're wonderful. You can do anything you want. And, yeah. you know, and I've got one of those mothers and I'm sure, you know, most people yeah. have <laughs> Um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, with, with having that in your back corner. In fact, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice every once in a while, but you know, mom, isn't going to be honest with you. You know, mom's not going to tell you right. what your warts, you know, and, and you know, your, your spouse might, 
but uh, you know, mom, mom certainly won't. And it's a matter of actually going out there and doing the market research and figuring out where do you, what's your pocket? You know, what is your pocket? What are the things that, you know, that you can do that other people can't in the marketplace that you're in? What, you know, who are the main competition? And, and you know, and Google is your friend. You know, Google is absolutely your friend to sit there and say, you know, companies that do X within Y, you know, you know space. And you look there and say, okay, Am I looking for, you know, 35 to 50 year old women, or am I looking for 18 to 24 year old men? You know, or if it's both of them, the question is why would one, you know, why do those two different, you know, segments want to deal with me? Because it's not just about, you know, age and age and uh, weight and, you know, and, and sexual orientation. It's about what is the value that you can add to these people? And I know I keep going back to that, but that's where your differentiation is. Your differentiation is, under, first of all, completely and absolutely understanding what makes you unique. And it could be just the fact that, you know, I've got a 21-ounce hammer, but I've built a specific grip for this thing. And this grip does not, you know, doesn't cause calluses and blisters. Well, there you go. There's your differentiation. Or the claw is a lot better at getting nails that are, are, you know, embedded into the wood, you know, because of the way that I've designed this thing. Or, you know, I've got a, a, a coaching program that is designed for people with PTSD. You know, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. matter of being that specific and understanding what are the little things because we all you know would you know i do marketing you know uh, you know there's a, a thousand a million companies out there that do marketing you know if i just said that you know what i do strategic marketing well so what who yeah. do you do strategic marketing for you know what industries what you know verticals what you know how do i help people that other people don't that's my differentiating factor and the fact that I look at companies holistically, I don't believe in any one particular, you know, a communication medium. I believe that, you know, that marketing needs to be holistically online, offline. I work with companies that are 10 to a hundred million people. I work only in business to business. I only work with companies that are in growth mode or are stagnating because they've got to a certain price level and they can't figure out how to get to that next level in time. You know, those are the companies that I'm looking for and they have to be in business for five to seven years before I'll even touch them. You know, those are the type of things that you do. And you, if you are that specific about your differentiation is you can weed out a lot of people that are not, you know, in your wheelhouse and people are not customers very quickly. Yeah. Which is just as valuable, right? Knowing who isn't, so I really liked that because you you have factored out companies that are not who you want to be working with. And Absolutely. it just leaves you open for the ones that are. And then as you um, share your brand, you're speaking to the right audience, yeah. right? And you're far more focused in, in, your, in your message and in your, uh, in your marketing. 
You know, you're far right. more focused to sit there and say, I do this. This, this is my lane. I don't, I don't veer to the left. I don't veer to the right. This is what I do. If you do, you know, something three lanes over, you know what? That's not me, but I can refer you to somebody who does that. Yeah, right. Right. Instead That's of trying to do everything, that. and then you, you end up not being able to do anything well. Exactly. And you just confuse everybody, including yourself and your staff. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if someone's listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, okay, I get it. Um, but I'm not really sure how to create my story. Are there like certain aspects of the story they should make sure that they're covering? Like when I tell people what to do with their 30 second introduction, I say to them, it's gotta be about the, the value that you bring to whom. Exactly. So, right, it's not about you. So, so are there certain things that people should be thinking about as they work on crafting their brand story? Yeah, I think people have got to wait, get away from the the fact that I do this. Mm. You know, I am a marketer. I'm I'm a strategic brander. I'm a you know I'm a dentist. I'm a lawyer. I'm, I'm a thing. Start looking at at your story as a way to say how do I help people. You know, my story is, is I help people stop being commodities and start being brands worth loving. That's my brand story. Yeah, that's what I do. And people can sit there and say, well, what does that mean? And then I can, then I can explain where, where we are from there. Right. But it, it's, it's really taking it down to an essence of 12 to 14 words. Yeah. That sit there and say, this is how I help you. And yeah. you're going to, you're going to modify that slightly depending on the audience you're in, you know, but if you have that 12 to 14 word, you know, message that basically says, this is how I help people be better at what they do. It, first of all, it makes you far more interesting because people sit there and say, Oh, this is about me. It's not about him. Yeah. And second of all, people can sit there and say, Oh, I either need this or I don't. Right. You know, and it qualifies people very quickly. You know, and people say, okay. oh, that's nice. Oh, listen, I'm going to go get a drink. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not your client. Yeah. And that's okay. You yeah. know, better exactly. that they not waste your time and you not waste their time and move on than, than chase them thinking that there might be business when there probably isn't. I know. It's so true. And yet, that's what people do all the time. They're like afraid to stand on that hill. Yeah. 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 And another thing you said that I thought was so valuable in there is if you have that 12 to 14 word sentence and, and, it, and it's about the value that you bring, it compels people, if they're interested, to say, really, tell me more. Or exactly. how do you do that? And now you're in a conversation with them where you get to tell them more of the story. Yeah. Because, you know, if you tell people, you know, I'm picking on accountants, but if you just say, I'm an accountant, I'm a lawyer, I'm a CPA. Oh, that's nice. People have a preconceived con yeah. message about what that person is, whether it's right or it's wrong 
or I already have a CPA or I already have a lawyer. Yeah. Have, you yeah. know, so all of a sudden you, you, by labeling yourself as, you know, as a profession, you know, you've, you know, you've probably, you know, pigeonholed yourself way sooner than you should be. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Will you do me a favor? Will you, I, I so appreciate this information. I think it is so valuable. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you and yeah. what you've got going on? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the best way to find me is through my website. It's yourbrandmarketing.com. Now I just wrote a book and the book is oh. called powerful personal brands, a hands-on guide to understanding yours. And if you go to your brand marketing backslash author, you can download a free chapter of my book and uh, it'll show you how to get it on Amazon. Uh, but Wonderful. what we're doing right now is, you know, we're, we're putting this book out there and it is, it's a step-by-step, -step, you know, thought process workbook, you know, grab a pen because there's room for you to write your own thoughts in there of ideas of who you are, what you do, why you do it and why people should care. And it really is helpful for, for, you know, for salespeople, for managers, for leaders, and all these types of people to be able to understand their own personal brands so they can help, help communicate their, their, uh, their corporate brands more effectively. That's awesome. Wow. That's terrific. Okay, great. That is so great. Like I said, I so appreciate you coming on with me and sharing this information. And I also appreciate our listeners. I always like to give them a shout out. Absolutely. As well as, right. As well as our sponsor uh, to get your um, free trial of audible.com and a free audio book, go to audibletrial.com slash business growth. And as always continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.